Today's episode is with Rachel McDonald. Rachel has been running for years and has run numerous marathons and has also done half Ironman events. She is starting to train for her first Ironman, which is an incredible event and I cannot wait to follow her with that. During our episode, we talked about her recent experience at the Boston Marathon this past April, about how she is training for her Ironman, and of course, about Run Disney. Please join me and welcome Rachel. Welcome to the Run Magical Miles podcast. This is your host, Sam, and I am so thrilled you've joined me today. The Run Magical Miles podcast is a place for all runners, no matter their experience level, pace, or goals. My goal is to help share the stories of the community of magical runners who train to go run in the most magical place on earth, Walt Disney World. This positive, creative, and hardworking group of athletes is full of runners with incredible stories to share. Hi, Rachel. Thank you for joining me tonight. Why don't you start by introducing yourself, where you're from, and how you moved your body today? Hi, so Rachel, I um, live in Fairfield, Connecticut, and then today I had um, an 1,800-yard swim. I'm first getting back in the pool after many months off, and then I also had a three-mile run and a 40-minute stream session, so. So you weren't active at all. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You will probably be very ready for bed after we are done. Pretty much. (laughs) All I do is eat and sleep and train. (laughs) So we're going to start today with a little um, icebreaker questions and then move in to learning more about you. Um, so when you have to run, would you rather run on the road, the trail, or the treadmill? Oh, definitely road. Solo or group run? Solo, I would say. And do you prefer a morning or an evening run or workout? Either late morning or late afternoon. I'm not a very early morning person, but I hate like late nights too. <laughs> um, and since this is also a Disney podcast, um, what is your favorite Disney park? Oh, that's hard. I will have to say the classic Magic Kingdom though, but I love all of them the same. <laughs> Do you have a favorite attraction that you must hit during every trip? Oh, yeah. There's, I would definitely say there's several of them. Um, I'll, obviously, I have to do all the mountains and the, and, um, the mine train in Magic Kingdom. And then also, uh, you know, also all the, like, the big headliners and the Hollywood Studios, all the coasters there. Really, I just love all the rides. <laughs> if you had to choose one mountain, what would your mountain be? Oh, man, that's hard. But I guess I'll have to go with the classic Space Mountain. Space Mountain's a good one. Okay, so anyone who follows you on your Instagram can see that you're a very active person. Have you always been athletic? Not at all. Growing up, I hated sports. I was so not a runner. The joke was I used to hide behind the shed in PE when we had to do the mile because it would be um, four quarter mile reports. You could be like, why, you know, why do these girls have like 20 minute miles? We just did not want to run. <laughs> so when did you start running or being active for fun? Um, I'd probably say I started working out in college just because I realized, you know, one can't drink like a fish, eat fast food three times a day and not gain weight. So you got to do something to balance that out. And I think like running was always like in the back of my head just because I kind of grew up in the world. My dad was um, a big time marathoner and triathlete. And I, at that time, my mom was also race walking too. So I kind of just started running like fun for fun a little bit. And then I would, I kind of got ser- more serious into um racing when I moved to New York after college. I can imagine being in that city with the running atmosphere there. It was easy to get like sucked in. Yeah, well, it was just, you know, I kind of got into running um, kind of a backward, kind of a backward way. But um, yeah, I was just kind of looking for something to do. And like the Roadrunner races were everywhere everywhere in the park. And, you know, and everyone who like had any interest in running, like always had done the marathon or wanted to run the marathon. So it was easy to get now, did you become a runner first or were you a Disney fan first? 
I mean, I'm definitely saying as a Disney fan because I've been a Disney fan all my life. I, I grew up in Miami like four hours from, from the park. So we were going as, as long as I can remember. Apparently my first trip was when I was, my mom was pregnant with me. <laughs> Very nice. And that's I mean, actually how I got into running was because of the Disney races. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask next. If the Disney events were influential and in you starting to run. So my dad um, did the marathon, one of the, uh, the marathon, the half marathon, like almost every, every year. Um, I think he did the first one in 1995. That was his first marathon ever. Then he continued to do the races and then we'd make a family trips. So and then once, um, you know, I graduated college and I was living on my own in New York, my parents were like, well, you can't come on the family trip unless you do one of the races. So in the time that the only option was the half marathon in the full. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'll do the half marathon. I'll walk with you, mom. And you know, I didn't. I, I just like I didn't do any really like race specific training because so I was planning on walking with her. And I was like, what, twenty two? Lived and walked everywhere. And I, you know, you know, you can get away with things in your twenties that you can't be in your thirties. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's how. And that's how I ended up um, getting into it. Was I got conned into saying I had to do the race if I wanted to go on the trip? So <laughs> did you have a goal for that first race, or was it just? you know, trade enough to go and I can go on vacation. Yeah, was really, I really just wanted to go on the trip. Um, like I said, my mom was was always a race walker. So I, I did, and then at the time, I really, really believe I could be a runner. I was injury prone. I was really weak. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to walk with mom. I'm just going to walk with mom. And, and, you know, my plan was just to finish. And she was just like, well, we're not getting swept. So you're staying with me. <laughs> That's so awesome how you started with your mom and, and walking. Were you instantly hooked? at your first event and like wanted to keep running? So uh, that, so, so then I did, yeah, I did that one. And then she was coming to New York to do um, the women's half marathon. It was run by More Magazine, which is no longer in exist existence. So I, so I would do one of, one of those with her again. And then Disney registration happened the following year. Um, my, my parents plan on going down. So I drunkenly agreed to a second one after we were all eating pizza when they were <laughs> visiting me in the city. So, so I did that one, and, and, that, and then at that point, I was like, you know, I, start, I, I, you know, I started doing these road runners races where the cut, where the cutoff was more of a 13-minute mile than a 16-minute mile at the time. So I was like, oh, I still have to kind of run walking a little bit. Then I was like, you know, I wonder what would happen if I actually tried to run a half marathon, and that's when I started training for a local one, and that's how this all started, and here, and here we are now. <laughs> yeah. How has your running and athletic pursuits evolved? since the beginning so in the beginning I just kind of wanted to run for fun do, do that um like do a couple half marathons maybe and then um I guess the marathon was always in the back of my head but I didn't think I was like gonna do one so fast and then I was work I was working for a magazine at the time in the city and then my friend was going on um, going on to some press preview with ASICS and she's like oh I signed you up for the New York City Marathon team with ASICS I'm like oh haha I doubt all, anything will happen to it and like Two months later, I'm just checking my work email before bed, and I see, congratulations, you've been accepted to the New York Marathon team. I'm like, what? So, like, when a brand offers you a free entry to the New York Marathon, training, all the swag, all the VIP experience, you don't say no to that. <laughs> totally. That makes so much sense. And now, I guess that brings us to the present, kind of, if we jump a little. You just ran the Boston Marathon. For the second time, yes. you ran a, par a PR. I did. Is that yes. your goal when you when you found out you were going to run Boston? So before so before I ran Boston, I was planning on doing a local marathon that was only a week before um, a week behind it. So I was already planning on training, and this was kind of my last attempt at a marathon PR. I was I tried for one this fall, and I missed it by like ninety seconds. Like I was so close, and then um. You know, and then I knew I was signed up for Ironman. So this fall, like, I don't really have a chance to race a marathon because I have to get ready for Ironman. So it's like, okay, this is my last chance before I I switch gears. I really, really want to do it. So yes, I definitely, so I definitely went to Boston with the intention to run a, a strong race. Now you ran Boston before. Am I correct in thinking it was 2018? Yes, the year of the monsoon. <laughs> so how was the vibe this year compared to 2018? Well, I think everybody was very happy that it wasn't a monsoon on race morning. 
for sure that definitely changed the vibe. And everyone was just so happy to be back. This was the first Boston um, in, um, since COVID so in Patriots Day. So everyone was just like, the city was so excited to kind of like be back, you know, back to normal. And everyone was just so happy to be there, especially the runners who um, qualified and then couldn't run and then were back. So like everyone was just, yeah, really excited and really happy. That's awesome. So you PR'd. Yes. You, was the race all sunshine and rainbows or were there any challenging moments? Well, I mean, you know, it's a, mar- it's a marathon. So of course you're going to, you know, get tired and, you know, have and struggle and struggle. But, um, I, but overall, like I, I felt strong the whole race. I don't think the wheels like ever like really, really came off. Like I've run, I've run marathons where like I was done by like 18, 20, like just gutting it out and, and I definitely never had that feeling which is awesome I mean I definitely slowed down in the second half but some of that was intentional because I was trying to run by effort not by pace because I knew the first 16 miles were a net downhill and then you hit the Newton Hills and then kind of you know flattens out again so that so overall I think the race went really well all things considered were there any specific moments that really stand out to you when you think back on the day well, I mean, just running down, uh, you know, the end to, you know, to make it the turn on here for the boys was just, you know, obviously amazing, but just like the whole day, I mean, the whole day was just so great. Um, I, I saw my um, sister-in-law and her husband, her new baby in um, around miles like 10 to 11. That was really fun. And I saw some of my run Disney friends at mile 12 and I, I wasn't expecting to see them there until they started screaming, Rachel, it's us. So that was a nice, that was a nice surprise. And then, um, of course, and then of course, my um, I was I knew my husband was going to be in the bleachers. So like I was so happy to see him finally at the end. I'm like, and, and, and it was so the crowds were so thick. That I was like, where is he? And then I was like, oh, there he is. <laughs> I was like, he better be there. <laughs> it sounds like you had a really nice day with your race to like kind of cap off this marathon training as you build towards your next big goal. Yes, and that is an Ironman. That's the R. Yes, I have signed up for the full Ironman. <laughs> for people who don't know what that is, what is an Ironman? So the, an Ironman is like the full distance triathlon. It's a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike, and a marathon at the end. That's not incredible at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't really, I, I can't even process what I'm signed up for at the moment. Because <laughs> it makes me not every time I say it. I don't think I could even do that in a month. Oh, I mean, never, I, don't, I don't think I could do, do it right now, but, you know, everyone trains for, you know, they say you train for, you build up to the distance. Yeah. How did you get into triathlon after running? I mean, my, so my dad has done, my dad did four full Ironmans in his day, and he, and he a tons of 70.3, so I guess it was always in the back of the, in my head, um, I've had, I've, I've always wanted to do that, but when I was living in the city, my parents were like, we're not buying a new bike, nah, you're not learning, learning to be a road cyclist and, you know, in this, in Manhattan, in, the, in those streets. So then I moved out to Connecticut because I met my, my now husband, he was not a city person. So like the kind of, um, the New York city suburbs was kind of where we met in the middle and I'm like, all right, can I get a bike now? So then for my birthday, my parents bought me, bought me my entry level road bike and I kind of dabbled a little bit in triathlon. I did the, did the New York City try, but like had no idea what I was doing. Like, you don't really have to swim for that, know how to swim for that one because it's a, the current just pushes you so fast. So, and, um, and the bike is, and the bike is so, um, um, there's everyone's a lot of different levels. So it's, you know, you can be, you can be slow and not really race, race and be totally fine. But I never really wanted like to invest in like training, like hardcore for, for triathlon because it's just so, it's so much time and expense wise it's just so heavy but then they announced the 70.3 in Atlantic City I was like oh that's driving distance and that's not cheap and that's flat I'm like maybe I should do that so that and that was 2016 it's 2016 yes so and then I guess you know I always knew one day I'd end up here with the full Ironman because I that I'm the type of person who Signs up for marathons and dopey and everything else. So I kind of, I guess there's always a part of it and you would evolve here, but I so, still can't believe I'm doing it. <laughs> that's awesome. And you've done the half. So at least you have experienced the event. Yes. Um, I'm sure you have some people around you who train. Do you know anyone else that's part of your triathlon community? 
Yes. So I'm a, I'm a member of the Betty Squad. It's a sponsored um, triathlon teams by Betty Designs. And these girls are amazing. Like uh, a whole bunch of them just um, did Ironman Texas on Saturday. 10 of them. We had eight first timers. And we had a girl who did, we had a girl qualify for Kona, which is um, the world championships of Ironman. It's kind of, it's kind of like a BQ, but instead of having to meet a time standard, you have to like place, you have to either win your age group or come in like second, depending on how many slots there are for the race. So yes, these girls are amazing. They inspire me and I'm sure I would not be signed up for this Ironman in November if I was not a member of a squad. Do you have people close to you or have you connected with these people virtually? So we all kind of uh, connected virtually. Um, I made the squad in 20, um, for 2020. So as, as we know, the world shut down very quickly in 2020. I think we had like one squad meet up in January in the Northeast. So I got to meet a couple of, and then like, yeah, and then the world shut down. So we all started doing um, virtual rides on Zoom. We would all like um, bike on our trainers using an indoor platform called Zift. And then we'd all hop on Zoom and like t- and talk and get to know everyone. And then finally, um, I started meeting them, you know, more in 2021 when racing started to start up again. And a couple of them um, were down actually with me in Disney um, for, the, for the race weekend um, in January. It was so funny. One of the girls was like telling every cast member she knows, you've all been best friends for like three years and we're just meeting now in person. <laughs> Oh, that's so great. And it's so nice that you have people like working towards this goal with you. Cause I have to imagine that your daily and weekly training is a lot more intense for training for an Ironman than it is for a marathon. What does your week look like when you are maybe in the middle of your Ironman triathlon training? So I hired, actually, I hired a coach in January to get me through this training because I, I have no idea how you even possibly train for this on my own. So I get my schedule on a week by week basis. So thankfully I have no idea what my schedule looks like this summer. I don't want to know. I'll probably cry. She did text me after Boston being like, oh, just, you know, you know, check in how I'm feeling and recovery and stuff. She goes, as you probably imagine, Ironman training is much more intense than marathon training. I'm like, well, great. So you nearly killed me training for Boston. I can't wait to see what you have in store for me this summer. So what's your week like this week? Do you do a lot, like an equal amount of each sport or is it more kind of unilateral? It is, so everything ebbs and flows. Like right now, um, you know, Molly since a week out in Boston. She has me in the pool three times this week because I have, like I said, I've not been swimming at all. Um, so she's trying to get me familiar with that. And plus it's easier on the body. And then I think I have three bikes, bike rides this week as well. So just kind of balancing. Like, I'm sure like, you know, I'm sure there'll be weeks where there's a little more run heavy and then some weeks are more cycle heavy. I know, I mean, for me personally, I know she, um, she's going to be focused on getting me more on the bike because she knows I can get out a marathon. I've, you know, I've done 25 marathons now. I've never been longer than 60 miles before. So Clearly, I need to work on that. <laughs> now, when is your Ironman, and where is it? It's in Arizona. It's November 19th. So I, I picked this one specifically because it's the end of the season, so I have all summer to train outside. And then also, it's this course is, like, more beginner-friendly. Yeah, that's that's fantastic because when I was in grad school, I actually um, volunteered at Ironman Lake Placid. Oh, nice. Which was, yeah. it was such a fun experience, but I've done a half marathon and they do there and they do that half marathon course twice for the full. Yeah. And I can't imagine doing that after the bike and the swim because it's just so mountainous. And if you're not in that type of area, that has to be really difficult. Lake Placid would have been my first choice geographically, but yes, it was not, it was not so much the hills on the run I was worried about because I know I can, I can get anything out on a run course. What was making me nervous was the hills on this, um, the bike, not so much the climb, but you have to make up the time on the descents and you have to have like really um, solid bike handling skills. And I'm trying to adjust to a tri bike, which is like a, a whole different thing with like riding in the, in the Arab bars. And I'm like, I'm not, putting my pressure on learning how to ride this tri bike and going to like a very, very hilly course. I'm feeling stressed out about 
time limits and, and technical descents and crashing. I was like, I'm not doing that for my first time. Yeah, let's have you running across that carpet in one piece. Yes, exactly. Do you have a time goal or do you just want to finish and have a good time? Yeah, I definitely just want to finish. I mean, I've, you know, I, I would love to, to be me around 14 hours, but I, I don't, I have no idea what to expect. <laughs> well, I have to say, I look forward to seeing how you fuel because some of the things I saw when I volunteered at the medical, like it was a bag station. I saw the weirdest things. I saw people pull out day old Big Macs out of <laughs> yeah. like in Taco Bell because they just needed to, you know, put all the calories in them and like I get a bottle of flat coke but like it was like 80 degrees that day so the stale lukewarm Big Mac I I can't imagine doing that myself personally I feel like I would vomit but I have no idea how you can fuel for such a long race I feel like I just kind of figured out my fueling strategy to run a strong marathon in 70.3 so I'm like and that's just like such a long day it's a whole new ball game but luckily I have a coach. Yes, exactly. This is one of the many reasons why I hired a coach. I have no idea how to train for this. I have no idea how to fuel. I can't ride my tri-bike. My swim strokes are bad. So like, yes, that's exactly why I hired somebody. Just tell me what to do. Well, I think if there will be one theme throughout me interviewing different athletes on this podcast, it will be a coach is always worth it. Especially, especially as you add more sports in there because you know swim bike run balancing your strength it's just it's a, it's a lot like I, I was trying to um kind of self-coach a little bit during um quarantine and covid just because i was like i don't want to want to pay for a triathlon cause and i don't even know when triathlons coming back and i realized that one thing i was was probably slowing me down in the run was i was just like bite i was like so heavy on the on the cycling workouts and try to run you know, the heavy miles you need for a marathon. It was just too much for my legs. Yeah. Is there a workout that you look forward to the most during the week, like running or strength, or is there one you really hate doing? I definitely detest doing strength workouts for sure. <laughs> like, I, I, like until I hired my coach, I was not doing it consistently, but now I'm like, all right, I'm paying her. So I have to uh, do what she tells me. I mean, I always love, I always love the run. My running is, um, oh, is my, is definitely my favorite of dis- disciplines, except in summer, because it's really, I hate running in the heat. <laughs> yes, it's deceptively hot in the Northeast because of all of the humidity. It especially, it's, it's and especially if you don't wake up early, which I never do. So then I start my long runs at like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. I'm like, yeah, that was not a smart decision on my behalf. <laughs> Well, it will be good preparation for Arizona because I feel like Arizona is – it's a different hot, but it's always hot in Arizona. Yeah, I think by the time I get off the bike, it's the worst of the heat will be over because I'll be on the that bike for like – you know, I, I would love to be, say, under seven hours, but I don't know. I'll be on there for a good portion of the day. Let's say oh, that. <laughs> just, you know, spend a work day on your bike. No exactly. big deal. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and make sure you're drinking and eating while you while – you, or moving your legs. Yeah. Sounds really easy. <laughs> exactly why I need help with the bike handling skill side of it. So after Ironman in November, are you signed up for any run Disney events next year? Or do you plan oh. to sign up for any? Oh, I'm signed up for the Dopey challenge. Yay. You survived registration. Yeah. Six weeks after Ironman. <laughs> you will be in plenty good shape. I mean, I wasn't necessarily planning on doing Dopey this year because I did it last, I did it this past year. But then as soon as I crossed the finish, like one of my best friends from squad who um, she didn't run the races, but she was hanging out with us because uh, she's local. She's like, okay, literally not 10 minutes after I crossed the finish line. She's calling me, like planning out our pacing strategy, when we're going to sign up for next year. I'm like, first off, don't even talk to me about this for another week. It's 75 degrees. I just ran a marathon. I can't even process this right now. So is, is she setting time goals for Dopey for you or just like fun goals? I know she's, she's 
plan on racing all of the first three races and she wants to run the marathon for fun but i'm going to suggest that she slow down a little bit on the first three races because if you go for broke on saturday you're not gonna have a good time on sunday it's you know even if you still want to run marathon for fun it's still 26.2 miles when i ran my half marathon pr i don't think i could walk i can run one mile the next day my legs were so toasted <laughs> and it's really hard i've never done dopey but i've done goofy and it's like you want to take the half marathon easy, but not so easy because you don't want to spend too much time on your feet. That's exactly. That's exactly my strategy is I try to run at like the faster pace, um, pace of like conversational pace, uh, whether depending, you know, if obviously it was mega hot, I would slow down. But just like you want to run at a comfortable place. pace. Also for me, I run on hills all the time where I live and you know, Orlando is super flat down there. So I feel like it's easy. I, it's, I can run a little faster, but the effort's the same. But also like you want to take, take the time, to, like stop for the castle picture. You know, you see a character, especially there's no lines. Like you want to enjoy, enjoy it too. It's such is, a unique experience. Is there a character that you will always stop for? Um, I would, I mean, I'd love Snow White's my favorite, so I would always see it, would say I would stop for her, depending on if the line's not too long, because I don't do, I don't do long lines, and I will say when I, when I did, um, Dopey in 2018, she was out, like, at mile 25 or something, and my, we, and I was, I ran so much better than I was, was expecting to, I ran with my best, one of my other best friends, she's, like, much faster than me, and we, we, and she pulled me to a great race, and she's like, oh, do you want to stop for Snow White? I'm like, no, we're doing too good, <laughs> just keep going, I want to finish, plus at that point in the race, you're like, I just want to be done. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I would see people like at the end of the half, well, mostly the full because you do the circle around the world showcase and yes. stuff's open and people will stop to like get a margarita or a pretzel. Like one, I can't imagine stopping and waiting in line. <laughs> Two, I mean, I guess you can walk the rest of it, but at that point I've ran for four or five hours. I just want to finish it and be yeah. done. I mean, everyone has their own strategy and like some people just, you know, are, are just doing it for fun where they do all the characters and all the rides and they're taking their time. I, you know, I try to, I, I try to balance like running a versus, versus not, uh, you know, not being on the course all day, but also like still like having some fun. So I, I personally cannot imagine having a margarita at mile 25. I would definitely throw it up. Yeah, I think that's the, I, th I was trying to keep it, you know, nice, but I would definitely puke anything besides like yellow Gatorade. Even, like, even at that point in the race, I'm kind of done with my gels, too, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. The secret <laughs> is unflavored gels. Yeah, I, I use Martin, which is um, just, there's no flavors. You just, like, one flavor is, like, caffeinated, not caffeinated. And it's kind of like sugary jello. Hmm, I never tried that, but I have to think about it. I normally do the flavored goos for, like, the first three, but then I go to the unflavored because you can only do so much sweet Artificial yeah, exactly. sweet. Oh, so gross. <laughs> so talking about, we did a go-to character stop. Yes. Um, since you seem to have done quite a few run Disney weekends, what is your go-to um, resort for race weekend? I usually try to um, stay at the moderate just because um, they're – you get, I think you have a little more um, space and they're a little quieter than in the values, but I usually live at Coronado because I honestly love whatever one is the cheapest because I've, I've stayed at all three and they're more or less, I'm not that picky. They're like more or less the same, but yeah, I just want, I just want like a quiet, quiet real life. I, I, I used to um, do pop for the first couple race weekends and it was, uh, and then I specifically remember 2014 wine and dine that was, was still at night. We'd got, we'd gone back from the after party at like 4am and then like 7am you hear thunk, thunk of the suitcases with the screaming kids. I go to my husband like, we're done here. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I, I'm like, I've gotten three hours of sleep and I can't fall asleep again. <laughs> Well, I'm amazed that you made it till four o'clock in the morning after running a half marathon. That's what I took from that. But no, I totally agree with you. I had always stayed at Value Resorts for all of my race weekends until Princess this year when I stayed at Bay Lake. Wow. What a different experience. It's calm. It's quiet. It's so worth, well, for me, it was worth a DVC membership, but it's worth the extra money. 
for sure. Yes, I, I would, yeah, eventually one day, maybe we'll join DVC. But yeah, it just you just you, you, if you're especially especially if you're doing dopey or even at the three um, races that we do like the princess and like and the five k, like it's they're so early and they you you gotta sleep. <laughs> yes, are you one to go? to the parks after the races or would you rather just like stay and sleep and go to the pool? I usually, I usually come back, take a nap, especially cause like they start at five in the morning. So, you know, for me at least it only takes about like an hour to run a 10 K, you know, a half hour. So like I'm plenty of time to nap before the parks even open. <laughs> so I usually come back nap for like an hour or two and then I'll, then I'll go to the parks. I mean, if it was nice weather, I would probably hang out by the pool, but especially during Dopey between the half and the full. But every time I've done it, it's not been really great pool weather. Yeah, that's very true. They have the races during those off seasons where they can either be really, really hot or it's not pool weather at all. Well, and then it's like, well, you want it to be nice to enjoy the pool, but then you don't want it to be really hot for the races. I mean, I right. guess actually probably could have gone in the pool this year after the half, but we had, I ended up having plans anyway. But yeah, in 2018, it was like, I was wearing like my North Face jacket around the parks. It was so cold. <laughs> I remember I ran Goofy, maybe it was 2018. Yeah, I ran Goofy 2018. Yeah, it was, cold. It was like, it was cold that year. It was cold. Like, I remember being in the corrals with like three different layers and a fleece blanket and my Mylar blanket. But then it ended up being perfect to run. Oh, it was great running weather once you warmed up. And, oh, yeah, like, I, I had my, like, my fleece tights. I had, like, my, my warm hat. Like, everything that I ran from, like, from running up here in Connecticut winter, I brought down with me. I felt so bad for the Floridians that year. Because, like, if, you, if you're Floridian, then you don't really travel much. You don't have, like, a ton of cold weather gear. I mean, when I lived in Miami, I don't even think I owned a heavy winter jacket because we hated, my family hated the cold. So we specifically never traveled in the cold seasons. So if all those Florida people come up, you know, anywhere else, not only do they get the different weather, but they actually get hills too. So oh, yes. you know, they get the beautiful weather of Florida, but they're missing out on like the run, the full year long running experience. But then we, but if, but then if the races are like moderately warm, we come down there in January, it's like a shock to our system. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's when you run on the treadmill and you just like, pump up the thermostat to make it really hot and you wear the extra clothes. <laughs> I remember one year I came down to visit my family and I was in Eddie the Miami half marathon and I was just like, it was so hot to me. Like I finished, I was like soaking wet. And then one of my um, uh, parents, friends was a local, she's like, oh my God, this is such perfect weather, wasn't it? I'm like, it was 75 degrees, 80 degrees to the finish. This is not, I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> I'm like, it felt like a sauna to me. Sometimes I think about moving to Florida, but like the other day I ran and it was like 60 degrees and I was sweating buckets after the winter. <laughs> I'm like, why do I think that would be a fun situation to be you active? You have to get used to waking up really early. Oh yeah. No, thank you. Next. Yeah. Thank you, Nat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, like, I, I want to live, I want to have like a second home down there. I want to, one day and like be able to snowboard. That's my goal. Yes. That's a fantastic life goal. Do you have any favorite restaurants to fuel up before your races in Disney? I usually um, like to do Italian before the, before the marathon. Uh, we end up at Il Milino in the Swan and Dolphin a lot just because I used to go there with my parents. And so and it's easy to get a reservation now. Or there's also the Italian place on um, the boardwalk, which is good. Um, I'm not as picky before, before the half. Uh, and the 5k and the 10k because I just love Disney food and I'm just so used to eating whatever um <laughs> to be honest so I just like whatever good food is there's a, there's a lot of great places in um springs these days uh, um Jose Andres's place is so good not that I recommend that in their say is running food but it's delicious <laughs> maybe before the 5 or 10k yeah exactly or actually before the half for Dopey I'd done um um, the Japanese place. Oh my God, why can't I think of the name? Because I'm being put on the spot. The, but, uh, the oh, Morimoto. Morimoto, Asia. <laughs> like there it is. Uh, yeah, just rice, because, like, pasta. Exactly. Like, because like, like, I don't want to eat like pasta like, you know, two days in a row and like noodles or noodles. Yeah. And that kind of, you know, carbs are carbs. Exactly. It doesn't matter if like a lot of people are always like spaghetti before a race. I'm like that, but I like am made out of spaghetti, but <laughs> like 
you can have potatoes, you can have rice. You don't have to like go straight to like via Napoli. Exactly. Because it is race week and there are so many other options. Um, especially because it's nice to mix it up when you're, especially, you know, when you're doing a three, three day challenge, two day challenge, four day challenge, you don't want to eat the same thing every night. Yeah. And especially when you're in a place with so many good options. Exactly. You might as well explore. <laughs> now, do you like to wear costumes for your Disney races or are you more into wearing your functional performance running clothes? Definitely wore my functional performance clothes. I did get roped into a group costume this year for the half as a Mouseketeer and that was actually fun. It was the first time I've actually really dressed up and it was, and the bonus was because the Mouseketeers have their names on your shirt so everyone was like cheering like go Rachel, go Rachel. I'm like oh this is fun. They even got me to wear a sparkle skirt. It was the first time I've ever worn a skirt. <laughs> no they're not as bad as they're not as bad as they seem because you wear your nice running clothes underneath. Exactly. I'm, I'm also a fan. Like I like to do a costume or like a themed outfit, but it can't be a cotton shirt. Oh my God. I don't know how, how people run in those. <laughs> I feel like I would shape like greasy. You are running in Florida. You need your nice running clothes to treat your body well. So you yeah. will be happy at the end of the race. Especially when you have more races to run. <laughs> right. Nothing like getting wild chafing on day two of Dopey and having, you know, still three quarters of the challenge left. Exactly. I mean, I haven't yeah, done I it, but some, I can only imagine that would be awful. I've seen some people in some incredible costumes and they look amazing and they seem to run well. So I'm like, you know, you all are amazing. <laughs> I don't know how you do it, but you all look amazing. Well, I'm glad you did the group costume. Maybe they can rope you into doing it again next year. Oh, don't worry. There were just already plans. <laughs> oh, oh, wonderful. If I was going that weekend, I'd be like, hey. But honestly, I'm okay not going because I did not have to deal with the registration fiasco. Oh, it was so stressful. So and It was the day after Boston, too. So, like, my patience was, like, zero. I'm like, I'm so tired right now. I don't even care if I get in right now. <laughs> So you've done so many races, a lot of run Disney races, a lot of other races. Is there a, a vibe or an environment that you prefer? Oh, that's like asking me to pick a favorite child. I mean, I, obviously I love Disney races. I wouldn't keep signing up if I, you know, if I didn't really enjoy them. But of course, I mean, how can I not love the New York Marathon? It's one of my favorite weekends too. Like the city is so, is so alive. Is it for some for a race like New York? For you, is it the vibe that everyone's there and is like really ex excited to perform? Maybe try for a PR. Is that a, the vibe you like, or is that because just like the environment of the city and how it comes alive? I just think it's you know, the energy is just so exciting and people are just so happy to be be there, especially in New York, where it's a race that people have been trying to get into for years and years and years. Like they're finally there in Fawn. It's like, a, you know, I, for me, it's a chance to see people who come in from really all over the world who I don't normally have to hang out with. Plus, you know, I, it's an hour from me. My, mom, my, my mom's there part-time, so I get to see my family and my, uh, my, my city friends and people from all over the place. It's just, it's such, and it's so fun. Like, there's just like just an energy when you're uh, in Central Park leading up to the race. We're just, everyone's just so happy and excited. Yeah, I've, I've had the pleasure of doing it as well. And it is magical in a different way. Definitely. And I, I, I can't say I, you know, I, I don't, one is better than the other. It's just different, but amazing. And I, you, I think you just have to run them all. <laughs> what do you have for advice for someone maybe who loves to run these multi-day challenges and these multi-day challenges are so fun, but they're not always the time or place to go for your best time. But someone really wants to also train for something else. Do you have any advice for someone who's kind of managing the two? Sure. So I, it depends on, um, you know, what you're training for. Like I, I usually, um, if I'm doing it, if I'm training for Prince, if I'm doing princess, I'm usually training for a spring marathon. So I plan it as a fun cutback week or, um, if for our dopey, how I usually manage the training is I train hard for fall PR. And then from there, I'm like, dopey will take care of itself. If you train well for the fall, because really, if you, as long as you're not using a low mileage plan, but if you're using like any sort of, um, um, advanced intermediate to advanced, to a higher mileage marathon plan, that training plan is not that different from a dopey training plan because you're running six days a week. You have, you have, you know, midweek long runs and such. So just, I, I focus on training hard and then like dopey will take care of itself because 
it's just a pacing exercise. Yeah, I think that's great advice that you can train for something in the fall, train really, really hard, and then you have your recovery. And, you know, with Christmas and all the holidays, whatever you celebrate, you have, you know, your base runs, but you are in shape. You just exactly. need to get up and you need to do it. It's like training for an ultra marathon. I can't even imagine um, racing the, uh, the Disney marathon in part because of the, the schedule. I'm like, I, can't, I don't want to be doing speed work the day after Thanksgiving. That's or like on Christmas Eve. Like that's not fun. <laughs> yeah. That's really, really difficult to manage all of that. And for some people like me who work in a school, like that timing is just awful, awful, husband- awful. To, My husband is, is an education too. Yes. Like he's always cra- crazy. I do digital, digital marketing. So like, that's always a crazy time for me too. dealing, you know, under the year sales. And plus it's, you're dealing with the time change. It's cool. It's, it's dark. Um, the running community here has mostly like wrapped up their big fall races. So, like no one's not as many people are training to begin with. Like not that it is not the Central Park is ever empty. Like you go out and any time it is always runners. But compared to like before the marathon and after the marathon, there's a huge drop off. And plus that's when the cold weather really starts in here too. So it's just I don't know. So this is like a fun time to do a, a target race, in my opinion. Plus, I mean, plus if you if you use Disney as a goal race, you have to like really manage staying out of the parks and your eating and all that stuff. Right. Exactly. And then if your race doesn't go as planned, like how do you manage the rest of your weekend? Are you gonna sulk and be upset, or are you gonna just like accept it for what it was? And the weather is so unpredictable too. You could get down there and it's 95 degrees and you're like, well, I might as well have done goofy or dopey because at least I'll get all the medals. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. Fantastic. So you're running dopey next year. Do you think you might be at Princess or Spring Surprise? Very doubtful. I'm allegedly running Tokyo in 2023, but I'm saying that since 2022. Oh, I'm sorry, 2020. So we're going on three years of I'm running Tokyo. <laughs> Well, that would be so fantastic. Are you trying to get your six-star medal for all the majors? Yes. Yeah, so I just have Berlin and Tokyo left. So pending everything going smoothly, I'll be getting my six-star in Tokyo. Oh, that would be so exciting. Wait, so are you doing Berlin this year? Yes, I'm doing Berlin um, in September as well. Oh, wow. Wow. That is... Which is not ideal with Ironman, but I was, again... I've had this bib now since 2020 because the race did happen in 2021. But at, at the time when if we had to make the decision whether we're going to start investing in travel or not, things looked really dicey. And then they'd also announced they were canceling Oktoberfest. And for my husband, that was such a big bucket listing for him to go. So we're like, I'd rather just, you know, go next year when we can like fully enjoy the trip because it's a big investment to go all the way to Europe. I didn't want to go to Berlin, run, run the marathon and come right home. Yeah. Well, that would be fantastic. And it's almost like, I'm, I'm not obviously your coach, but like, you know, peak and do your really big week and then enjoy your Yeah, training. she said we're going to kind of treat it as a training run. Like she's not going to give me a, a, a typical three-week tra- um, taper and then we'll make it, we'll make it work because we, we know about it, like, you know, basically a year in advance, we, you know, still figure work on training around. So I'm not, I'm not going to lose that much fitness. Yeah. And for- that's a fantastic opportunity. Yes, so it sounds like so- you have a busy year ahead of you. Yes. <laughs> so why don't we go towards the end of podcast questions? These are kind of like a rapid fire question. Um, you just see how it goes. Sorry, that part was awful. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> Still working on the transitions. Okay. <laughs> Let's do the end of podcast questions. Would you rather run only one race every year and always PR? Or run as many races as you want and never get any faster? Uh, that's a hard one. I feel like it was doing number two for like five years. So that wasn't very fun. But I don't, I, I, but I don't want to only run one race. Uh, I, guess the, I guess I want to get faster though. Okay. It's good to have a goal to work towards. Um, if you could choose what song would be playing when you finish a race, what would it be? Oh, I have no idea. I'm like half paying attention at the finish line. <laughs> if you were paying attention, what would you want to hear? Uh, just something like fun and poppy and motivating. Okay, very nice. Um, do you have a go-to outfit for a race or a hard workout? 
so I'm always, I love my um, squat at kits. Every year we have um, a, a kit, so I, and it always makes me feel special and good. That's nice. Do you have just one or do they have, do you have multiples that are like the same style that fit you just right? So she does a kit. So there's a, there's a different kit for every um, year on, on squad. So this year we have our, um, it's a white, it's a, our running tops is a single, it's a, it's white mesh and it has um, um, this um, squad symbol in 22. But then last year it was plaid, the year before it was pink. This had war baller on it. And there's, there's, I mean, and there's also uh, tri kits and cycling kits, but obviously for running, I wear the run, run top. Although sometimes I do run, train in my triathlon kits. Nice. Awesome. I guess you have to be ready for race day and like make sure you feel comfortable in it. Well, the nice thing about the one piece tri kits is they have a lot of pockets in the back. So it's a great, it's a great place to sack your phone. <laughs> yes. Gotta have pockets. I cannot wear shorts if they don't have pockets. Yeah, exactly. And then, so, you know, especially when I'm um, digging through the laundry and like my good shorts are there. And while I'm like, they have the pockets. I, I have like two pairs of tracks and shorts that have like pockets everywhere and they're amazing. But when those are not clean, I'm like, okay, where else can I stash my phone? <laughs> because you cannot carry your phone. Ever since shorts now have pockets, like the whole Fit Belt, Spy Belt, I, I can't bother with them anymore. My, oh, my yeah, phone has to be. I have them too. I have like a kangaroo pocket that like hooks on my back of my bra too in a pinch, which is fine. But yeah, I agree. It's so much better to stick them in pockets. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you have a favorite post-run celebration food or drink at Disney World? Oh, yes. Like the entire world showcase. <laughs> no, my favorite, my favorite drink is um, that orange slosh in France. It's amazing. And I was so disappointed when I ran the Paris Marathon to realize it was a very Americanized, Disney-fied drink. <laughs> my husband's like, you're so embarrassing right now. I was, I was like really hoping like that was a thing because I just love it so much. <laughs> I love that. The, it's the, the citron, the citron. The orange one, yes, <laughs> for me. But yes, it's, that's my preference. <laughs> Yum, hydrating, delicious and hydrating. Just what oh, you good. Um, If you could pick one Disney character to be on a Run Disney medal that is not like one of the Fab Five or a princess who's always on a medal, who would it be? Well, obviously I didn't have to say Snow White because she's my favorite and she, but... I guess she's been, she's only been on the medal once and I missed that year because I did Dopey that year. My husband was like, LOLs, you're not doing Princess and Dopey the same year, <laughs> which is fair. They're six weeks apart. It's a big travel. <laughs> Snow White's a good one though. She's not, I feel like, like they did Snow White one year, but it was the apple. Yeah, so she her. hasn't had, watch, watch she, they're going to do her this year. I'm going to be like, oh, but I'm doing Dopey. <laughs> I'm waiting for Princess Seems to come out because I'm like, do I want to do the fi- the ta- the half marathon or the challenge? And I'm like, okay with doing the one race, but yet if the challenge medals are good, that's like it's I mean, for me, especially the 19.3 challenge. I'm like, if I'm gonna come down, I might as well do the challenge because it's you have to be there anyway. So it's just like an extra night. Now the 5K I tend to skip unless I really really like the medal because. Because that does add extra night to the hotel. And, like, to me, course-wise, the 5K and the 10K is, like, the same. Yeah. And I feel similarly. This year, my mom wants to do Princess 5K, so I'll be doing the 5K. And I only think of not doing the challenge because I've been really injury-prone, like, trying to be smart. Like, I did the Princess challenge this year, and I was under-trained. And I, I survived. I was fine. But going into a challenge when you don't feel like you're at your best, like, kind of sucks. Because I'm not someone who wants to walk it in. No, definitely. I would definitely say it's always better to pick a distance where you're fully trained for than end up hurt because injuries are not fun. Right. But if Anna or Elsa are on the middle, I'm I'm doing it. (laughs) Oh, God, I'd be hard on putting this out on two. I know. The princess medals are always so good. (laughs) I mean, they're all good. It's It's hard to, like not good. I know. But I, I, also I, I, all of them just for a medal. And, and I'm doing wine and dine too. Um as because I usually miss that one because it's always New York Marathon weekend. But obviously I'm not running New York this year. My coach would like have my head if I wanted to run a marathon two weeks before Arizona. Well, <laughs> like, okay, I'll be there too. And I was just thinking, oh my gosh, you're not doing wine and dine. That's right before Iron Man. But because well, it's well it's two weeks before I asked her about it and she's like you definitely can't race it hard. But I she's like I would have you scheduled for a 12 um 
mile run that day anyway. So it's not like the extra nine minutes of running is going to really like make me spontaneously explode. <laughs> oh, well, well, hey, you'll be there. Are you doing the challenge? Or yeah, the- I'm doing the challenge. Cool. Wonderful. I will be there for, this is my first time doing only, in quotes, no one can see it, but only in air quotes. I don't like saying only, but it's my first time not doing the challenge. So I feel like. And it's a good excuse to, you know, it's an excuse to just spend more time in the park and relax and not have to wake up two days in a row. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's what I'm excited for because I think the hardest part of the challenges is the two mornings of wake-ups. Like that second morning is rough. I'm moving it to 5 a.m. was rough. I don't know why. I don't know why that started at 5 a.m. What was wrong with 5.30? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it works out with the heat, but yeah, the getting up that early is just really rough. I give a round of applause to all of us crazy people for paying to do it. <laughs> and we continue to come back. Oh, you know, they could move it to 4 o'clock and I probably would still go. I think I'd be out at 4 o'clock. I'd be like, I don't know if I could, especially if it was the 5 to 10K, like, so early. Yeah, yeah. Well. It would only have to be the long races that would get moved up, but they they won't. Anyone who listens to this, they, this will not happen. We're this no, but yeah, please don't. I'm please so don't. addicted at this point that I will do anything. I mean, I say I won't do it again, but I'm sure I would. It just don't make it any earlier, though. <laughs> I, I'm still on team. The five k, the ten k, need to start later. I don't even. <laughs> yes, I do agree. Like, I mean, it is fun finishing in the dark especially the races that go around Epcot when you're going around the world showcase and it's still dark and everything's lit up. It's really nice, but it seems weird that when you like, okay, I ran a 10 K and I got back to my hotel and it's still dark out. Exactly. (laughs) Did I even wake up? Like it just, that's a little rough. Exactly. So early. So one last question for you. What is something that's bringing you joy right now? Is it, is it we sad to say my boss medal because it's, I'm, I know like it happened over a week ago, but I'm still really happy with it. <laughs> um, that's not sad at all. I would have asked you, have you taken off the beautiful jacket, but you are not wearing the jacket. So you have, it does have to, it, it does have to get washed every so often. <laughs> so then you can put it back on. You did have a year with a beautiful jacket. Like, oh, I know it's a good, it's such a good jacket. I was so happy. I was so, so happy. If I ever get the chance to run, I'm never taking it off. I'm going to buy it in four sizes, so I always have one that fits me. Oh, my husband already made that joke. He was like, honey, do you want to buy it in a larger size just in case you change sizes as you age? And I gave him, like, the biggest death stare. <laughs> it's okay if we think it, but not if the men think it. <laughs> you know he means it. He meant it well, but yes, he exactly. Did. <laughs> he did. So, good thought, but it should have just stayed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, Rachel, thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed chatting with you. And before we go, what is a way that people can follow you on social media? So my Instagram is runreach03. That's mostly where I hang out. Fantastic. So everyone will have to go follow you. And Thank you, Rachel, for joining me on this episode of the Run Magical Miles podcast. If you want to follow Rachel on Instagram, head on over to her profile at runrach03, where you can follow all of her training with her Betty squad and her race adventures. You can also find me on Instagram at runmagicalmiles. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please make sure to give us a rating and review on either Spotify or Apple, and you can also hit subscribe to make sure that you get our new episodes whenever they are released. That's all for now. Have a good one.